Dr. Nick Delgado here going live about the coronavirus. Crazy things happening around the world. What are you doing to prepare yourself? Are you able to detect the situation? And if you do develop a situation, what can you do? Let's go uh, to a quick segment. Uh, people being dragged out of their homes in China. Fairly ter terrifying to me. I, I don't know what to say about it. It just uh, freaks me out. Here we go. Let's uh, go full screen to that. Here we go. Being dragged out of your house by goons and hazmat suits. Happens every day when people get sick. This is standard. This is SOP in China. You get cold. You get dragged out of your home by big goons in hazmat suits. It's going to escalate today to start executing people. It's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. Now I'm hearing in uh, Northern California, uh, I'm hearing in Northern California some, some outrageous findings, some things going on there. Uh, I, uh, I have to say, uh, I, I didn't expect all these things. Uh, maybe you did or didn't expect these things. Let me just uh, say right now that uh, we've got to do something to be prepared. Let me see if I can go to that article here in uh, Northern uh, California here. Uh, let's see if I can find that a moment. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Again, Dr. Nick Delgado here just trying to report to you live what people are doing around the world. And uh, wow, let's... Uh, Take a moment here as I uh, pull this uh, up on the screen. And uh, we have a few guests that are going to be coming on with us. I think, uh, you know, becoming immune to this coronavirus is becoming more and more important. In, in the Bay Area, uh, here, here's a breaking news on Concord, California. Let's see uh, if I can pull that sound up here. Go, go ahead. Yeah, so people are, are uh, being concerned. Uh, apparently, there's some evidence uh, at a senior citizen's home in Concord, California, uh, where a number of uh, seniors, I believe uh, 19, have uh, died, and they're blaming the coronavirus. And I understand uh, 12 midnight tonight, they're going to be locking down Northern California, Concord, California. People are asked not to leave their homes. I don't know what kind of enforcement will be involved with that. So uh, we're looking at all these uh, breaking news, very scary, very concerning to me. Uh, I, I have to say that uh, as people around the world react to this uh, situation, we as a culture need to be sensible and we need to really uh, be careful with what's going on. Uh, I, I, I did want to bring Dr. Kathleen Geringer to the line here. Let's see. Uh, give me a moment, please. Yeah. Dr. Geringer, uh, I, I know we're in trying times, 
but it's happening so rapidly, almost as we speak. Uh, tell me, you uh, got news also in Northern California. I know you're in Tampa Bay, Florida, but you got news as well that uh, there's some rather concerning things happening for 7 million people in Northern California, correct? Absolutely, and here we are. We're planning to um, fly out there to San Diego, California for our huge conference, which was canceled. So this is major news happening around our world, and it becomes a pandemic, and that's alarming because our hospitals are not prepared for this kind of um, virus. Yes, that's true. And I, I think that what we have to understand is that there are some things that we can do individually to prepare and some really good information and news is coming up here. I'm, I'm just going to switch over to uh, the course Becoming Immune to the Coronavirus. And, you know, the reason I bring that up is because I think there's some things that we can do immediately. Uh, a, and a, a referral uh, to me, uh, Dr. John Bergman has some, I think, really good unique advice let's let's tune in what he's saying excellent great it just makes sense to look at some type of food storage and if you came from a poor background or um uh, where you didn't have a tremendous amount of money do what me and my my sisters and mom did back when i was a kid when you're going to get food get a couple extra cans of food if you get a bag of beans a bag of beans is cheap bag of rice is cheap and rice and beans is is really a beautiful protein Look at water sources in your house. Um, look at the local food harvesting. And also, look at all of our videos from 2012. Yeah, so he brought up some, some really important tips, I think, uh, Dr. Geringer. One is uh, get sacks of beans. Dry beans cook up easily in a pressure cooker or in a crock pot. Uh, you can live on beans. You can live on rice. Uh, you can live on potatoes. Uh, you should not be stoke, stocking up on a bunch of meat and dairy product because it doesn't really have good shelf life and you have to freeze it. Where's your freezer space? Whereas dry beans and rice uh, and various things. But I want to mention sprouts. You can buy bags of sprouts. And uh, like a small amount of sprouts makes 150 pounds of food substance, live, raw, fresh sprouts. It seems a little out of the box, but... What do you think about this? Beans, rice, and sprouts. Absolutely. I mean, sprouts are like little teeny tiny little trees that we're eating because we have all those micronutrients in it. And it's really sad because I was at the grocery shop um, today just stocking up on my usual food. Guess what? All the shelves were full of vegetables, full of fruits. I had everything I needed. I found my little carrot juice, my kombucha, and I'm like, Am I buying different stuff than what everybody else is running after? <laughs> you know, maybe that's why everybody's all panicking. And what we want to do is that, of course, we want to take this seriously, but we want to fortify our body with the right micronutrients. We want to fortify our body to boost up our immune system so we can fight and build up our own defense mechanism to fight this virus, you know, as much as possible. And, and I think it's it's good advice to consider uh, making sure that you you have a proper hot water heater, uh, you have a water filtration system at home, so you don't have to go out and buy bottled water. 
Uh, make sure that uh, if, if your drain pipes uh, exit out to rivers, oceans, or, or rain, I mean, where is the backup going? Uh, you, you've got to think of these things, you know, in trying times. But, uh, you know, using these um, water filtration system, I have unlimited water supply hooked up if you just have reverse osmosis and then I have an echo device or living water and you can uh, increase the nitrogen content of the water, you can uh, increase the mineral content of the water and remove all the chemicals and toxins of the water. You know a lot of people died during the bubonic plague and uh, typhoid fever and so forth because of unclean water. That was the biggest risk. They couldn't get clean fresh water. Isn't that a, a huge concern for people? Absolutely. Yes. Um, what we want to do is that we want to teach our audience that there are things that you can do. I mean, I live down in Florida. We are already prepped for hurricane problems, you know, so I can understand why we run out because we're afraid of losing electricity for those that don't have a generator. But with this, you still have electricity. You can still cook. <laughs> you, you, you can still have hot water. So I don't know what the panic is all about. Uh, I, you know, again, I think uh, Californians, we're, we're just not used to this. Of course, you know, we have earthquakes, but when they come, they come and go. They're pretty much done. So uh, I, I think some of this advice is like very unique to most of our listeners. So you want to think of canned food, being able to dry food. I have a food dehydrator as well. Uh, I, you know, of course, you, you want to think in terms of, as I already mentioned, the water distillation and purification uh, and, and consider waste management. Also, you know, first aid, are you using natural anti anti-sanitizers that is you you have a unique uh, hand sanitizer can you share that with people because these these hand sanitizers have uh, a lot of chemicals that can actually disrupt the immune system uh, due to the chemical nature of these uh, hand sanitizers right absolutely and i just post on my social media and actually like a youtube link on how to make your own hand sanitizer without those chemicals all you have to do is you just need three ingredients and um you know it's two-third cups of witch hazel and um two tablespoon of aloe vera which helps to re-moisturize your skin and then 20 drops of your favorite essential oil and that's it and i'm also a doctor so in a clinical setting i change my ingredients a little bit i do two-third cups of the 70 percent alcohol which cdc recommends about 60 percent at least so i use 70 percent and then 20 drops of my favorite essential oil and there you go you, you're able to have a chemical free hand sanitizer where you can use it when water's not available okay so See, backtrack a little bit the the witch hazel how how, how much witch hazel and uh, what was the next ingredient you mentioned essential two, oil yes two-thirds of a cup of witch hazel okay two tablespoon of aloe vera which you can buy at any health food store or anything like that and then 20 drops of essential oil so like you lavender. lavender eucalyptus okay uh, that's it and then you spray on your hands and then there goes your 
chemical-free hand sanitizer. And how many drops of alcohol, if people are putting alcohol into this this mix? I mean, it, it does dry the skin a little bit, but what, how many? Yes, and that's what I use, um, the two-third cups of alcohol. I use that as um, for clinic settings as a disinfectant. But that's lesser of a chemical than all the other Clorox or whatever spray that's out there. Well, you know, and also in microscopy, we, we talk about people washing their hands instead of worrying about the alcohol, which is really not a, a legitimate desanitizer, if you really think about it. I mean, the, the, the bacteria uh, counts, and there is such a thing, and this might be hard for people to comprehend, but we do have viruses in the body. We have bacteria that are actually living in conjunction with human life that are not in other words, not, this is kind of shocking for some people to hear this, not all bacteria is dangerous or harmful. So uh, let's cut away to, to our segment on this, and I, I, I want people to kind of really get, get a sense for what this is all about. Hold on, let's, let's hear John Bergman here. When we talk about survival, waste management, water, and health, and how to make your own colloidal silver, but you need to um, look at your house right now for food, transportation, water, shelter, waste management, first aid. Now, so let's answer these questions. Number one, how is the virus identified? I recommend going to the doctor with insight. Dr. Tim O'Shea is brilliant. And his March newsletter, read it. He talks about it being a boutique epidemic. And, and he's seen all the epidemics in the past. Uh, brilliant reference letter. But let's look at the science of testing. Okay, now the PCR test, is how or polymerase chain reaction test invented in the 80s by Dr. Keller Mullis. Now this, in 40 years, doctors have never come up with any test more accurate than this very flawed theoretical estimate of microbial activity. Quantitative PCR is an oxymoron. PCR is intended to identify substances qualitatively, but by its very nature, it's unsuited for estimating the numbers although there is a number of common misimpressions that the viral load tests actually count the number of viruses in the blood. These tests cannot detect free infectious viruses at all. They can only detect proteins that are believed, in some cases wrongly, to be unique to the HIV. These tests can detect genetic sequences of viruses, but not viruses themselves. Wait a second, does that mean that all the testing that they're doing to quantify that these people have the coronavirus doesn't work. At least it's very inaccurate. If you go to medicine.net, it shows that there may produce false positives, false negatives from insufficient amount of viral material collected or the patient. When we look at this article, brilliant. Regulatory concerns of polymerase chain reaction carry over contamination. I mean, this is a brilliant article. It talks about the big challenges um, the extreme sensitivity of such techniques can result in easy contamination. PCR test um, is not a test that isolates, identifies, or even detects any particular virus. Now, what do we know about the virus? We know it dies at around 86 degrees. This is what. Okay, so I, I think part of what we're talking about here is very revealing and that is that what we're saying is there's an 80 percent false positive according to march 2020 uh the national institute of health uh, publications showing that we we really have a situation where these viruses are uh essentially difficult to detect 
and you're really detecting the protein byproduct. The Nobel Prize winner uh, had established a test for HIV AIDS, uh, but if you read the book Inventing the AIDS Virus by Peter Duisberg, you're going to really have an insight that's quite different than what the general public understands. Uh, doc, Dr. Geringer, I, I know people are running out wanting to have this tube put down their nose, have this test done. Uh, even uh, President Trump today talked about how uncomfortable the test was, but he had it done. Uh, to have the nation feel comfortable with getting this test done. But what the evidence is showing that 80% of the people who are told they have the coronavirus actually do not. Uh, now, I know Dr. Neil uh, Bajnaf has stated that it's better to be cautious and say someone has it when they don't and then prepare. But what is that preparation? That's the next step. What do we do when we do develop, say, uh, a virus of any sort, whether it be the AIDS virus or HIV virus. I know we're getting off into some tangents, but you have to understand the origin of, of all of these tests. And so uh, when Dr. John Bergman is talking about these tests, you know, it's quite interesting. Uh, and some people are saying, maybe you shouldn't have the test done. Uh, the colleague of, of Trump today was saying he didn't have to have the tests. Uh, it may unfairly mark people as having uh, a carrier virus when they don't. So this is concerning to me, Dr. Uh, uh, Geringer. What, what do you think uh, of people having a test that's so faulty and inaccurate in being able to determine uh, the presence of this coronavirus? It's, it's a difficult question to answer. <clears throat> it's because we're always talking about being proactive with our own health being able to control with what we put inside our body. And just like I, just like I said, I walked down the supermarket aisle and I was just curiously walking down the aisle to see what's this toilet paper situation's all about. <laughs> and of course that shelf was empty. Then I walked down the next aisle, hand sanitizer. That, uh, that, that whole thing was empty. And I walked down the soap aisle and guess what? soaps there i'm like seriously wash your hands with soap if you do not have water then use the hand sanitizer and there are different ways for you to wash your hands with soap wash it for 20 seconds we're taught in school wash it for 20 seconds and when the water runs down tilt your hands downward so the water run downward and not back up to you. That's the proper way of hand washing. And believe it or not, I shot a video on how to wash our hands. As simple as that. Good point. So let's jump back to uh, some of these uh, salient points here. I, I think it's important for people to understand that if you do understand the nature of the virus and what you can do if it's on the surface of metal or on your hands, let, let's go further here. And let's see if you agree with some of these factors, uh, Dr. Geringer. Sure. Right. Saunas, drinking hot water to heat up your esophagus. This is why this is a brilliant idea. And it's also why viruses typically transfer less uh, in the warmer months as opposed to the cold months. It's a large size diameter, so any type of mask will work. Uh, now, it can live on the surface 12 hours. I've seen some say that the virus can live in an isolated environment up to, up to six days or seven days. But also, it can only live on your hands for five to 10 minutes. Now, vitamin C kills it. It directly kills the virus and stops it from replicating. 
So if you know this, drinking hot water, saunas, rest, you know, all the stuff that you can do to, to help your immune system. Now it's infectious. Okay, it affects about one to three people, the common flu. Okay, so let's, let's backtrack a moment. Uh, the discussion then about uh, the nature of the virus and um, it's, you know, th this checkoff list here. So vitamin C is a natural killer of the virus and it helps to prevent its replication. Uh, are you exposing yourself to enough sun? Are you drinking hot water, tea and infusions? Because uh, hot water is effective in killing viruses. Will normal laundry detergent be used? Can they kill the virus? For winter clothing, uh, require daily washes, place, the, sun, place the, the clothing in the sun to kill the virus, wash your hands thoroughly with soap. Do you agree with some of these uh, uh, comments, uh, Dr. Geringer? Absolutely. So when we, when we really kind of transition to, you know, the whole idea of life and life before and after the coronavirus, I, I think it's, it's, it's important for all of us to really pay attention to this whole uh, realm of health and, and anti-aging lifestyle. But cleanliness, just personal cleanliness is important. Now, antibacterial is knocking out certain, I know it's hard for people to comprehend this, but microbials that the body actually does quite fine with. But let's, let's go further about this virus, okay? Immune system. Now, it's infectious, okay, it affects about one to three people, the common flu affects about a one in one, measles affects about one to 12 to 18, so you can look at the different infectious nature. I love this, in the middle of cold and flu season, it's possible that people um, who are being tested for coronavirus do not actually have the infection. No kidding, and we know the testing is not very accurate because of the sample, the reagents, everything. And that's why they're not really testing a lot of people. How do you disinfect your home? This is ideal. Open the... Okay, so, you know, once again, um, he, he's talking about the degree of contagiousness and the ability to actually test for the virus. But I think the next step is, are there some natural soaps, which I use in my own household? Let's see if, if you agree with this following part, because I think it's, it's kind of important. So let's, let's, let's see. I have um, an Airfresh Everest uh, like he does, and I have, uh, it's called Bonner's Pure Castile Soap, Dr. Bonner's. Uh, let, let's hear what he has to say about these things. Uh, fresh air purifier, essential oil diffuser, sage, ozone air purifier. Well, that's kind of a, uh, maybe a U.S. issue that uh, some regulations are against in certain states. But non-bacterial cleaners, you were talking about the hand sanitizer and turn off the Wi-Fi at night when you're not in use. Well, that's a tough one for people, but let, let's listen in. Windows. Okay, if it's not too ridiculously cold outside. Yeah, so Essential open up the fresh air. Absolutely fantastic. Sage, burn sage, sage, uh, the smoke from sage is antimicrobial. Ozone air purifier, we have one of these at our office in Mexico and one up here. Non-active bacterial cleaners, because you don't want to wipe out all the bacteria. You want to you have um, healthy bacteria, because remember, you've got four, uh, seven, uh, a trillion cells in your body, 
or 70 trillion cells in the body. You have four times that amount of bacteria and you have four times that amount of viruses. So we have a harmonious relationship with our bacteria and our viruses. We are a symbiote, we need that flora. And if you use normal soaps, you're gonna be okay. If you use the antibacterial soap with triclosan, you can create a competitive environment and that can cause damage because you're hurting the bacteria and viruses that you need to live. Um, we know that the Purell, it's insane. Hormone disruptors. Hey, Dr. Geringer, I, I know this may be shocking to people to hear what he said, that we have four times more viral activity in the body and we have a symbiont kind of established relationship with what apparently is a natural level of viral and bacterial activity in the body. Have you ever heard the relationship of viral natural levels in the body? Well, I know that we have a balanced microbiome. We have a symbiotic relationship between the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. But in order for us to boost up our immune system and keep our immune system up to par, what we want to do is that we want to, again, to build up our defense mechanism. You don't want to strip everything out of your system. You want to be able to allow your own immune system to kick in and do what it needs to do. So, of course, I believe that good hygiene is one of the primary primary concern right now. Make sure you have good hygiene. And, of course, stress. You know, make sure we're able to manage our stress. That's another subject that we need to talk about. Oh, yes. Uh, stress under stressing times and uh live shows and publications uh it's it, it oh can, yeah it, we have a lot going on it could get excitable exactly and a lot of times fear and stress create inflammation and when the body's inflamed that's when you're prone to illnesses you're prone to diseases you're prone to viral infections so learn how to de-stress yourself by again built up your defense mechanism your own body's defense mechanism I have a, a question coming in from YouTube, Kathy Miller. What about homeless people? They can't cook a meal, and a lot of the food banks quit doing hot meals here in San Diego, California. Okay, so I have some comments about that. Hot meals, to me, implies animal-based food. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, uh, having containers of dehydrated vegetables, learning how to just get nuts and seeds and soaking them in water and bulk. Uh, sometimes you can get even a, a rice cooker that just plugs in. I mean, you know, uh, granted, it, it may not be the best condition for a homeless, but it doesn't have to be over a big stove or anything either, right? So let's give some tips here because she's asking a legitimate question. Uh, particularly with these lockdown situations, I think it's it's actually appropriate. Any suggestions about some easy food prep uh, techniques in people that maybe not have access to restaurants? I hear some uh, fast food chains are going to shut down. I'm hearing a lot about things really getting back to nature. So let's talk about this. Yes, well, this is what I teach my college students. I was like, okay, you guys are on a limited budget, but I want you to eat well because their excuse is that, well, I can do fast food. My McDonald's meal is blah, 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 and I don't want to 
get on the McDonald's case. But it's like, all you need is some paper towel. Wet some paper towel, put some beans down, and you can sprout with that piece of paper towel. You, you, you moisten that paper towel. I, I see your look. You want me to demonstrate it? I'll do no, a live I'm good with it. I'm that. smiling because I'm big into sprouts. I use sprouting jars and I rotate yeah, them, put a little water, and pour them off. But you can use a cloth. Uh, they even yeah, have sprouting cloths. Come on. <laughs> cloth, cheesecloth. They're, they're like, well, cheesecloth? What in heaven is that? Because sometimes they don't grow up in the kitchen. Sometimes they don't have moms in the kitchen or dads in the kitchen. So I was like, okay, paper towel, you know, lay these little beans down, cover it, put it away, uncover it, rinse it, cover it, and then this sprouts in a couple days, and you should see their face when it starts sprouting. <laughs> well, you know, the truth is, Dr. Geringer, when I go into the grocery stores now, there's all kinds of fresh produce. The shocking yeah. thing is people are just leaving loads of fresh fruit and vegetables. I mean, literally, so long as they don't lock the grocery store down, you can buy up. Uh, and, and I use refrigerated containers to put fresh fruit in when I go to the farmer's market every weekend. And I just put a little blue ice in there and, and put in my grapes and my uh, cantaloupe, my watermelon, uh, the strawberries, blueberries, all this fresh food. You know, people actually could get healthier during this lockdown. I, I, I don't need to make yeah. fun of it and belittle the situation, uh, but maybe it's time that people realize that, you know, eating flesh foods may be the origin of excess, uh, shall I say, virulent type of uh, toxic microbes, viral activity. Uh, there's a whole posting between Joseph Mercola and uh, Dr. Michael Greger in, in this discussion, which is, uh, I think, quite shocking in our course, Becoming Immune to the Coronavirus. But I, I, I think that the reality, Dr. Geringer, is that Getting back to the basics of eating fruits, vegetables, potatoes, beans, rice, and uh, learning proper food rotation uh, with sprouts, uh, you, can, you can have all the fresh food you need, back it up with some canned vegetables. Sure, I mean, I got to admit, I'd, I'd rather GMO-free, I'd rather organic, but you can get some uh, food containers that will, will fit this, uh, this, this area, right? Absolutely. Or you can actually freeze it too. There are certain things that you're able to freeze, like your herbs and stuff like that. You're able to kind of like dry freeze it. There are ways that you can do, get back in the kitchen and learn how to do it. Yeah, let, let's uh, jump back to Dr. Bergman and see what he has to say. Uh, some things that we either thumbs down or thumbs up on. Here we go. Cancer, heart disease, infertility, diabetes. And they found out that after four minutes of washing your hands, Finally, it goes away, but two minutes, it's still there. How about just use essential oil? Kills it almost immediately, 96% of the time. So um, this is what you can do, and we covered all this. But look, take the appropriate supplements, get deep sleep, get exercise, do not worry. And okay, so he, he's covering quite a few points, and again, uh, some of the natural health practitioners would applaud what he's saying, but other people are going to think uh, he's a raving quack. <laughs> so, uh, but we do know science supports uh, the, the healthy immune system, uh, vitamin D3, 
uh, certainly vitamin C, particularly from whole fruits and vegetables, the bioflavonoids, the zinc, the magnesium, iodine, all these things make sense. Activated charcoal, okay, so there's some discussion there. Uh, no one's going to deny exercise does stimulate the immune system, particularly while you're breathing heavily, resistance exercise, rebounder, I'm a big fan of for the immune system, and get quality sleep, get to bed earlier, don't stay up all night watching this craziness on television or on your iPad or your phone, and uh, you know, just if, if they're making you get crazy, all those thoughts are, are really disruptive to your hormonal balance and your health. And where you can, get organic. Uh, certainly plant some, some seeds and get lots of herbs. And uh, use NLP daily, uh, neuro-linguistic neuro programming. I call it neuro-reprogramming. Uh, people might want to get an adjustment, get some acupuncture. Uh, enjoy prayer daily. Be outdoors and play. Be playful in essential oils. I don't know if he can verify his comment about essential oils destroying or killing viruses more effective than, say, antimicrobial um, interventions. But uh, I, I wonder if there's any references on this, Dr. Geringer. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think about the possibility of, of his statement on that? Well, I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> if I'm doing my homemade hand sanitizer when I'm at home where I don't have a lot of people, okay, fine. I use the 20 drops of essential oil. I use the witch hazel and I'll use the um, aloe vera just to moisturize my hand. But in the clinic setting where I know there's going to be a lot of people and I know it's a clinic setting and I know CDC requires 60% of alcohol, I'm not putting it directly you know onto my skin so what I do is that I mix it and use it as a disinfectant you know we have sinks we're able to wash our hands <laughs> you know we're able to do all that well, stuff well Dr. Geringer he, he did comment that, that the, the length of washing one's hand may not solve this this issue or problem that he said it does take some added agent particularly say in his case he's saying in essential oil i know that coconut oil tends to promote or advocate the probability that it's an antimicrobial um and uh, whether it's antiviral or not you know that's of interest but you know he, he's bringing up some very interesting theories that i'm going to kind of dive deep into that bunny hole about what is the proper ratio of viral activity in the human body. It's been stated before, I don't think we can deny it, that the human body has many of all these types of uh, viral uh, basis. And Dr. Anil uh, Bajnath, uh, states that the, the human body does have uh, these microbes present, but usually the body's strong immune system prevents them from getting to a high enough load that causes severe symptoms or even dehydration or even, of course, death. So we, we really have to kind of entertain at a crossroads between traditional medicine and ancient uh, nutritional advice and herbs and supplements. And look who lives the longest in the world, Okinawa, some of the Asian cultures that live and breathe and basically follow this kind of a, an approach, right? Yes, and, and we don't want to just say that, oh, just hand washing. I mean, how does a virus get into the body? Number one, your eyes. Number two, your nose, and number three, your mouth. So if you don't 
if you don't touch all those areas, you can actually protect yourself. It's not your hands only. It's those orifices that the virus is able to get into your respiratory tract. So this coronavirus is attacking your respiratory, respiratory tract. So don't forget about that. So people with COPD, emphysema, they have um, bronchitis, they have they have pulmonary fibrosis. Those are more prone to this coronavirus. Uh, totally agree. Uh, and, and in both my office and in my uh, home, I have an air fresh purifier because some of these particulates uh, put an excess load on the respiratory system. Uh, Danny, uh, can you can you grab the uh, uh, the uh, device here? I think it's sitting here in front of me. I always have it running either downstairs or upstairs. Is it sitting right there in, in front there? Yeah, yeah. The the air device. Do you see it? No, no, no. It's it's downstairs then in 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 the media room. So you don't need to bring it up. That's okay. Yeah, it, it's well. Actually, it'd be cool to show. Uh, yeah, grab it and bring it up here. So let's let's jump back in here with uh, John. He, he's got his final statements. Here we go and use the best anti-coronal device you can have. If people are talking about how countries are closing, how this is the end of times, turn off the TV because they are fear-mongering. <laughs> it's designed to take away your rights. This is Dr. John Bergman. <laughs> Welcome to True Health Tuesday. And the truth... Okay, so he, his, his solution is, is kind of unique. He just says, turn the media off. Stop the fear-mongering. But I, you need to keep track. I mean, people get upset when I say, I don't listen to the news, I don't watch the news, but of course it keeps popping up on my phone. And now that I'm reporting on this coronavirus issue, you know, I, I'm paying attention to these shows because the biggest risk is they take away our, our liberties. That, that is the biggest risk of all, correct? Dr. Geringer? Yes, the risk of losing our liberties is the biggest risk of all in, in this whole battle of the coronavirus. Now, we still have to contain things, but there's some, some really cool things we can do. Uh, for example, here's an AirFresh device. It's not your typical, it, it really helps to drop particulates uh, in, into a, a large room and it gets rid of these particulates that are hard for people who are stressed out and you know exposed to a lot of pollution and chemicals and toxins so when you when you say what do we do about the coronavirus we've enumerated a number of steps here so I, I just want to again thank everyone for tuning in uh, this is Dr. Nick Delgado and Dr. Kathleen Geringer who's uh, in from Tampa Bay, Florida. We're going to include the show notes and return with a few more segments on this whole topic. Uh, please subscribe. Go to youtube.com forward slash Delgado video and subscribe. Uh, we're, I think, nine subscriptions away from 12,000 followers, 1.4 million views. It's, 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 it's growing on a daily basis. It's kind of exciting to share with our audiences the facts. And uh, I'm trying to sort through this, how shall I say, conspiracy belief and theory. It's pretty compelling. I don't want to ignore the possibility. Things show up later on that you never expect, uh, sometimes years later. But uh, if you're interested, I'll address it. Just drop me some show notes and I'll say, okay, 
I'll, I'll, I'll go into that whole area. Dr. Geringer, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for broadcasting in. And uh, we'll, uh, again, thank our audience for uh, staying tuned. This is Dr. Nick Delgado and Dr. Kathleen Geringer, living beyond 100, strong and well. And please, please, beyond washing your hands, consider trying some of these natural methods that we've discussed. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>